inside my head. I try to turn it down, but I can't quite run it out. <laughs> Welcome and thank you for joining us today. You're listening to Society Bites Radio, and I'm your host, Dr. Richard Himmer. And I'm Sherry Himmer, and this is Authentically You, yeah, social interaction for the mind and soul, and we are busting out of our chairs yep. here today. So for the next 25 minutes, we're going to talk about healing and growth from the inside out. Remember, you're 100% responsible for your happiness, joy, and well-being, and we're going there now. We have been talking, this is our fourth segment in a row, on this <laughs> container, this foxhole, right? Yeah. We want to create this environment that makes the decisions for us. It's challenging simply because we're suggesting you move out of the first half of life, no-based container, into a second half of life, yes-based container, where you learn how to create it on your own. The, the principles that you create. Oh, which reminds me of a story. Do I have permission to tell this story? Tell a story. In the last segment, I talked about this young man who would sneak out of his home at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so he told me the story, right? And and if, if you can't see my office, but to my right is a fairly large whiteboard on the wall. So I stood up and I said, okay, then here's what we're going to do. Let's call him Ralph. I said, all right, Ralph. <clears throat> You told me that you want to figure out how to get rid of your anxiety and depression. Did I get that right? He goes, yeah. I said, all right, how's it working right now with going out in the middle of the night and staying up all night? He goes, oh, it's terrible. And then he said, because when I followed your program, and he said yours, um, when I started getting better sleep, because I got a text message from him three days after my first visit. We just talked about this environment briefly. And for three days in a row, he got eight hours of rest and went to bed at a reasonable hour. He said, I don't feel any depression right now. I don't feel any anxiety. So he already saw that it worked. So I said, how about you and I create your environment? You make the decisions. He says, I would do that. I said, so I'm going to support you in everything that you choose as long as it's based on principle. You've got my undivided support and I'll let your parents know I'm supportive of all the decisions you make within that environment. Are you good with that? He goes, yeah. I walked up to the board and you see there's foxhole and principles driven at, mm -hmm. drawn there now. So we went through what he wanted to do. I said, all right, what's the, what's, what do you want to do? And he says, I want to, and he filled out the, the rest of it. Everything he said that were based on principles was he had to start his sacred hour before midnight. It was at 11 o'clock because he wanted to go to bed by midnight. All right. That means at 2 o'clock in the morning, what are you going to do? I said, Ralph, what's going to happen at 2 o'clock in the morning? He goes, I'll be asleep, Dr. Hammer. What are you thinking? <laughs> okay. Shazam. <laughs> and I said, whose idea is this? He goes, not yours and not my mom's. Okay. That's so critical. There we are. Because like when you're creating a container or a system – you have to be cognizant that it is you are the decision maker because there's a lot of, I'm like, what if there are the people out there just like, well, I, I, I just don't conform well. Right. You I, I, can't, I, I never follow a program. <clears throat> I fall off the bandwagon. Well, maybe, but then what do you do when you fall off? There's two issues there. Number one, you might be falling off the bandwagon because the bandwagon's everybody else's ideas. Yeah. That's me. If they said, this is what we're all doing, I'm saying the heck I am. Yeah, you are definitely not a conformer. No, and I still to this day disagree with the masses because my econ professor taught me that masses are asses. I believe them. 
if everybody's what? going left, I'm sure it's interesting. Not going you left. believe your econ professor and you don't believe the masses. Rarely are the masses correct. So, well, we'll get into that later. But it just, you're one of those that you think outside of the box usually. And but I'm going to question the assumptions. Uh-huh. If everyone's going a certain way, there's a high probability not a lot of people have asked why. And here's the thing is it's okay to question assumptions. Including your own. It's when you're not allowed to question them. That's probably why you're a nonconformist. Because I wasn't allowed to. I had a degree of rigidity growing up, mm -hmm. both from my grandparents and in the religion I went to. Because the people who were associated with that never gave me a chance to think. I never got to ask questions to get the answer. Too many people are put in compromised positions because they're not allowed to be authentic, to even have a question for fear of being judged. Now go back to rules of engagement. We don't get these, these organizations, both at the corporate level, the religious level, at the, um, any, any level, including families, you don't quite seem to understand that when you're stuck on who is right, that's contentious, it's collusionary. People want to be happy. We're hardwired to connect to others and two, we're hardwired to grow, to learn. When we thwart other people's ability to do such, there's going to be resistance. This is not just the golden rule, this is the platinum rule. Do unto others as others would have that be done unto them. Well, if you do that to me when I'm 10, year old, 10 years old, that means my uncles, my leaders, my, um, the adults around me would have said to me, hey, Richard, how are you feeling when you lost your dad? What's it been like for you lately? How is it feeling all the responsibility of now raising the children? That never happened. I never got to offer an opinion or a thought or ask questions. How do I do this? Because it was always wrong. I was always wrong and judged and told I was less than and stupid. That's not the environment that is going to be healthy for people to grow in. So you've just described the unsafe feelings of a space that often we have in our first container, our family of origin dysfunction. And in this process of creating a new container, a foxhole right. that we've already decided <clears throat> and taken three segments to really go into those rules, how to create the safe space and how to be, feel understood. What else do we need to do in that process of our container? We're going to talk about creating an awareness journal, but now you've got me rolling. I got to tell you another story. Oh, okay. There's a movie out now called Harriet or something along that line. Oh, the Harriet Tubman story. Is that the slave that? Yeah, yeah. I, I I haven't seen it, but I want to and okay. missed it in the theaters. So here's my client talking to me. This is a middle-aged, middle-aged, um, late thirties, four children, mm -hmm. um, female, and uh, she was telling me a little bit about the movie, and then she got very emotional. This is where the awareness journal came in. So she became aware of, and, and she's been a client for some time. Um, there's a scene in the movie where Harriet is confronted by her former master, because Harriet's running away, who's got a rifle in his hand, and she's on a bridge, and he catches her, you know, because he's in her space and he's got a gun on her. And he says to her, You need to come back. Now, I've not seen the movie, so I'm paraphrasing what I understood my client to say. And Harriet then says, I'm not coming back. And the owner says, I own you. You are mine. You will come back. You will do as I say. 
And Harriet says, no, I won't, and jumps into the water and I guess gets away. But that's not the big part of the story. At this moment, then my, t my client who's cheering up says, all I do is hear my dad's voice. I never made a decision in my life until I chose my husband. That is wrong. In other words, her parents were so controlling of her that the first decision she makes on her own is against their wishes, number one. And a really big decision. And a massive decision. And it was to get married. That's just a pretty common tale that women made a decision to marry to escape. But I, I, And sometimes the choice <clears throat> turns out to be pretty good. Not In always. In this case, it sure was. But what I'm suggesting is... Um, when we live in an environment where we're not aware, because this is an awareness and she's been keeping her awareness journal. We're not aware of what we ourselves are doing or what's happening to us. Emotional intelligence and self-awareness is the awareness of the world around us and what causes us to feel the way we do and what impact we have on the world and what impact the world has on us. And self-awareness has to be first. It is a sequence I work with kiddos <laughs> and they don't have great self-awareness, but the ones that do are making progress and that, that we actually teach self-awareness. And so, the unconscious huge, incompetence have huge. limited self-awareness yeah. and that's why oh, they're yeah. frustrating. Mm -hmm. So in the decision-making environment, this Foxel, we've got identity, rules of engagement, conditions of satisfaction, deliberate practice, which incorporates sleep, diet and exercise, and then awareness journal. We're going to cover the awareness journal, and with any luck, we finish it in this segment, but it's not required. Okay. So the whole point is that once you're willing, if you're kind of that nonconformist, mm -hmm. and you're at the point like, wait, I'm going to follow my own program. It's right. not Dr. Himmer's program. It's not anybody else's program. The one I create. The awareness journal is important because without taking time to reflect in the process of, you will not be able to reinforce set effects of program well said. there has to be a, re a recycling of the feedback of what beliefs about yourself the narrative the identity that you're creating in that process so how do we do that the critical aspect here is you're going to create a, a foxhole based on principles as long as they're principles that means they're universal and they're applicable at any time with any person in any culture in any environment yeah. And so it's a truth. It's a universal principle. Okay, mutual trust and respect, universal principle, platinum rule, universal principle. Right. And and I would say reflection, which is what happens in awareness journal, is a universal principle in the process of learning. Okay, the purpose of keeping an awareness journal is to increase self-awareness, expand your understanding of your container, discover behavior patterns, track false narratives and cognitive distortions and increase your capacity to move from that first half of life, the no container to your second half of life, your yes container, as mentioned before, no, as mentioned before, um, when you, when your raisedness, when your awareness is raised, you see the invisible, you hear the unheard and you understand the incomprehensible, incomprehensible. If you do not see, hear, or understand what is there, they will control you. So the purpose behind this is to eliminate the world controlling you. Mm -hmm. So many times, and this is true for me, when I was oppositional 
it's because I got tired of the world controlling me. The problem we've got is that too often we'll jump into another controlling environment out of anger. So when someone or out of escape from the first one. So someone, I remember when I was, uh, I think, 13 years old, um, we were at our church at Scouts. We didn't have a scout leader. I was the leader at 13 year old. We were playing capture the flag, and I said the roof of the church is in play. I'm running the, the game, and so I was running on the the roof, and we were just having crazy time. Kids are running on the roof. Ooh, yeah, playing and capture the flag. Some of the leaders came out and just chewed me out. Just said you are destructive. You are harmful. You're wrong. You're this. You're that. You're a bad person. Get off the roof. So <laughs> um, after he finished chewing me out, they said, well, what are we going to do? And I said, roof's still in, guys. I, I was bound and determined to prove to him he was right. That you were. That I'm all the things he said I was. I proved to him I was. Now, I'm not bragging on that. I'm simply suggesting because I was so mad at him, I was flooded. He got the exact opposite thing he wanted. Instead of going, where's your leader? Can I help you? Can we be more constructive? Can we do this without doing it on the roof? None of that happened. It was an immediate judgment, condescending, shooting, manipulation, and persuasion, and controlling. I got these 10 from observing my own life, and then from observing others, and then I could look at them and go, I know what they're going through from the standpoint of I've gone through something similar. And when that happened to me, this is how I felt. Then I started asking them, how do you feel? And my story was corroborated by their story. What I'm suggesting is that leader wanted us to be productive. He got exactly the opposite he of what he wanted. He got rebellion. So my awareness journal is the book Listen and Lead, is the current models and definitions book. It's my reflections on what I see with the world going around. So I decided, based upon research from the happiness hypothesis, et cetera, to start helping my clients figure out in a very succinct way how to figure out what's going on in the world. They write four sentences, which we'll cover in just a second. So let's continue this. Researchers have found that when one writes down their observations, their awarenesses, and processes the why of things that happen without venting or complaining, they heal. I'm not going to jump in on this one because I explain it here in this next sentence. This means that your focus is solution-based and you learn how to accept challenges as perfect, exactly what you need at the time to grow closer to integration. You experience Your experience provides the opportunities required to become one with oneself, upstairs and downstairs brains. Too often people think that a journal is to write about all their problems. That's not what the researchers found. You write the why it happened. Make sense of what happened. We're trying to discover the world and the reasons why. You can't process something trauma through if all you do is vent about it because venting is addictive. When you vent and you tell someone the story again, you're creating electro-opiates that are produced on the inside. That's the equivalent of coke, meth, heroin. It doesn't help you. And when you loop, which is self-summarizing, it's the equivalent of venting. What I'm suggesting is the old way of therapy, just cognitive therapy, talking about it, is an addictive drug. So this reflecting upon the why of things happening, can we connect this in another segment to your tactical processing? Yeah. That if you create um, 
the experience, the reflection upon the experience and what awareness you do have of all the whys, you may not know all the whys, then you can connect it and process it. And we'll do that in another yeah, segment. The tactical processing aspect, it brings in the five brain scientists that you have, mm-hmm. give, helps you be able to give a name to a behavior, which then leads you to a the behavior, which then leads you to the false narrative. Those are very important. Thanks for bringing that up. Okay, so oh. resistance, and we've talked about this, is when you want to be the author of your growth using first half of life skills. This approach attempts to grow with the understanding and maturation level of an abandoned child. So when I resisted what my leader told me to do, I'm using a very childish behavior. When unconsciously incompetent people dig their heels in and they have to be right, they're doing that at the maturation level of maybe a four or six or eight year old. No more. Their ultimate logic and their ability to stay calm while they're tearing you apart with their words that's just hiding behind the calm. They're simply having to be right. The who is right is an addictive aspect. So they're medicating in their alleged calm approach. And then they criticize the spouse who's emotional and crying and trying to figure it out. But both of them are hijacked. Hence, your behaviors are based on the beliefs that are byproducts of negative experiences, and your understanding is by comparison only dualistic. I think we covered that, didn't we? We did that in the in the original one. And judgmental, or better known as your immaculate perception. So that, that might have sounded confusing. When you judge by comparisons, that's a low level of energy that you're using. Can you get an example of that? Um, okay, when they walk in the door, oh, you're tall, you're small. Mm-hmm. Um, you're fat, you're not fat. Okay, but you're how, black, you're white. how are you looking at your behaviors that way? Because what you're doing is you're comparing it rather than just accepting it and naming it. Like, I'm right, I am right in this, and you're or wrong. I'm wrong. So go back to the environment worlds in the myths, us versus them. Mm-hmm. Okay, emotional reasoning. Why does there always have to be an I'm right and you're wrong? What happens if what is right emerges? That's what the environment's designed to do. Focus on conflict. Let's get to that level of what is right. So that's what I was trying to say. The goal is to create a second half of life environment that is principle based, created by your best self. And I don't know that we've really covered that too well. Um, your best self is if you're if you believe in God, it's how God sees you. Let's say you don't. Who's your best self? It is your best self from a position of neutrality and acceptance and flow where you accept, where you know how to achieve happiness, joy, and well-being, where people around you feel safe, engaging. They, you have the ability to soothe, and you can follow those rules of engagement. Your best self is one who lives in a world of mutual trust and respect. Hopefully that helps. Okay, so we're trying to create the second half of life environment using our best self, which allows us to discover in practice who our authentic self is. Yeah. The awareness journal is designed to give you markers along the pathway of growth. You are asked to record, as mentioned, one sentence per awareness for a total of four sentences. There are four awarenesses that I'm asking you to try. Number one, something you learned. IQ. Number two, something you noticed. Mm, emotional. EQ. EQ. 
Number three, something you did for yourself. So you're advocating for yourself, a way that you advocated for yourself in a given day. And number four, something for which you are grateful. A gratitude statement. So IQ, EQ, advocate, gratitude. All right. So and a lot of people resist writing. And there's different ways to do it. You could voice memo into your phone if you really don't like picking up a pencil paper or typing it into a phone or a device. Um, So there's so many ways to do that. It's really about these four awarenesses. And so it's really not about, oh, I'm going to vent and complain about my problems and everything that went wrong. It's directional for the reason of that you're opening up, oh, I'm a lifelong learner. What's one thing I learned today? I'm being aware of myself emotionally, EQ. What's that thing I noticed? How am I advocating for myself? And that really ties back to the rules of engagement, that you are the controller of your container and your environment. And so how did you advocate for yourself? And then gratitude, why? Why is there a gratitude statement? What I have found is that you can't be critical of anybody or the world around you in the space of gratitude. I actually didn't find it. So it's the antithesis of going to some of those unsafe things that we don't want in our container, like criticism and judging. We, we don't need to go into that inside of an awareness journal. Your goal is to find happiness, joy, and well-being. You're not going to find it by venting and looping. It doesn't happen. Yeah. You get drugged. You might as well drink alcohol because that's the equivalent. You're simply um, a non-drinking drunk when you vent and you loop. And by the way, friends don't let friends drive drunk, right? Well, friends don't let friends vent and loop, but you're not a friend. You're actually perpetrating, perpetuating the drunkenness of the venting and the looping when you said, oh, yeah, I know that was really hard. And you said that for the 10th time. The first time you tell someone about something went wrong, you're processing it. You're trying to figure it out. Great. From that moment on, anytime you mention it as a form of complaint, you're venting. You're addicted to that narcotic that is created, that's cortisol, testosterone, and norepinephrine when you vent it. The awareness journal prevents the drunkenness. It allows you to start processing out trauma. It allows you to work on things that have happened, to grow your awareness. So ideally, and the reason I say four sentences is for someone like me. I don't like doing this. I did it in a different fashion where I started making sense of what was going on. But for a lot of people, they resist the awareness journal because it means they have to spend about two minutes at the end of the day or the beginning of the day writing something down and then sending it to me once a week. That's why there's resistance. But the research, you just can't deny it. It works. And Sherry, I know if my client is going to succeed or not by their awareness journal. By the fact if they'd even do it and attempt it. And then I read what they're saying and it becomes the subject of my next session. So you're really saying you can't fail at this because even the attempt means. You're you're creating neurons. You're having greater awarenesses and neurons that fire together, wire together. When you do an awareness journal, you can't help but grow because you're creating a new experience. Experiences lead to beliefs. Beliefs drive behavior. The reason I'm asking for the awareness journal is twofold. One, it focuses you in the morning. It's part of the yes container. Today, I'm going to learn something. And there's two levels of knowledge. We're going to cover that in the next segment. There's the knowledge of just a data point, And then there's the knowledge of applied knowledge. Knowledge is not power. 
without the appropriate application of said knowledge. So there's the initial, and this is first level knowledge. This is why I can tell you what's happening in their life by their awareness journal. If they're just collecting data points, it's one level. But if their knowledge is turning into application, applied knowledge, now they're growing. Number two, what are they noticing? If they just notice someone's being maladaptive, that's one thing. But if now they notice, oh, I just saw that, I did that, and here's the name of what I did, then you'll see them starting to ask questions. How do I do that? Or how do I not do this? There's growth. They're questioning assumptions. That's how I can tell. And then the third one on the, on the advocate. Okay, imagine this. Okay, we have very limited time. Yeah. Right. Just picture a mother of five children not getting any sleep who's severely overweight. And she refuses to work out. She refuses to get her any help. She refuses to take the time for herself because she's been taught since she was knee high to a grasshopper that she's supposed to be in the service of others, including her children. Her children. 100% of the time. Her children are now everything. She is children focused at the expense of herself. She will melt she will phase out. She will not be able to sustain it and her addictions will get even worse. She'll continue to put on more weight, etc., because she's not advocating for herself. She cannot have a healthy relationship with her children, her husband, or her God until she has a healthy relationship with herself. And that doesn't mean, oh, I've accepted who I am. I'm just, I mean, um, they say it. Um, I'm good with my obesity or I'm good with my whatever. That's hiding behind it. Yeah. That's not being good with it in acceptance of it. So what we want to do as a recap, an awareness journal is four things. If you want to practice this, write one sentence about what you learned, one sentence about what you noticed. In the next segment, we're going to be very specific on these with examples. One sentence about how you're taking care of yourself. Start with sleep. And then one sentence about gratitude. So thanks so much for listening. And we'd love to hear any responses or experiences you have with the Awareness Journal at himmercenter.com. Um, Write it can, at Dr. H. You can email to Dr. H. At and this Center. material will be on the website at himmercenter.com. So uh, look for that or stay tuned for that. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Sleep. So many